can really relate to this lady with her lost coins, except for me, it's the car, car keys or my cell phone, you know. <laughs> can't just hear turning all those cushions over and stuff. I'm going to pass over that tempting target. The, these three, the three characters, the, the father and the two sons, are all, you know, they're, they're every man and woman. We, most of us probably have had all those roles at one time or another. I don't know which of the two sons is less, I really think the older one is a lot less appealing than the younger one. At least we can all relate to having uh, been on the lamb for some reason or other, but the other one seems to be a sourpuss, uh, you know, to me. I used to relate more to him, but the older I get, the more I like the other one, you know. I think I always was the other one. It just takes a while to catch up to who you really are. But uh, in order to understand this story, in Semitic culture, inheritance uh, went through the eldest, which is what you might expect. It was generally speaking, uh, at least in Jewish law, was 75, uh, 75 percent, no, excuse me, two-thirds would go to the eldest and one-third would go to the second eldest, and the rest of them wouldn't get anything. So the, perhaps the eldest let it be known to his younger brother that he was going to be the major inheritor and would be the boss and so on. We don't know it. Looking from his character in the gospel, perhaps he was part of the problem. But in any case, the younger son decided he had enough of his father, his brother, the business, the whole nine yards, and he decides he wants out. So he asked for his share in the inheritance, and this, again, was a legal thing. You, could, you were permitted to ask for this, and the father was not obligated to give it, he could give part or all of the inheritance, and since one-third of it would have been the younger ones, apparently he gave the whole thing to the younger son out of generosity, as most parents would, would probably say, knowing full well the odds were that he would uh, you know, spend it all in a rather unprudential manner. But the younger son, what he was saying to the father was, I disown you. I uh, I wish you were dead because in order to inherit the parent has to be dead in, in saying I want my inheritance he's saying drop dead and that's exactly how it would have come across I don't want you your business I don't want your faith I don't want anything to do with any of you and he goes off to a distant country in other words not Israel all the distant countries were pagan and he finds himself in the end uh, tending swine, which of course is the antithesis, the antithesis of Judaism, and even wishing he could eat with them. But long before that, he had, been, he had been in essence eating with them and living a life of debauchery and dissipation and nothing to do with Judaism. He had thrown the whole thing away and gone after his own gods, which had abandoned him. And he finally gets to the, to the nadir of his existence. And it's at that point that he begins to see the light. And oftentimes it's true with us too, but God wishes we would turn around and is waiting for us to turn around. Many of us do catch on before we get to that, the, that absolute bottom. But oftentimes it does take getting to the end of our rope before we, we find that we have turned, we've, we've, we've gone down the wrong path in life, one way or another, and sometimes it's a, the sin. And in the reconciliation, especially for the major sins, uh, God is always ready to forgive us, and he isn't going to throw a book at us. If we come in and ask, if we get to the end of our lives and haven't repented, and we see the damage we've caused, the cost is going to be very high to see the truth. But right now, we can't see it. 
And so because of that, we don't see the hurt to our Father in heaven. We don't see the hurt to our neighbor. We only know, you know, our own side of it. And we come to God, and he, he, he'll, he'll pay the whole price as long as we, you know, we come to him. So this, this gentleman reaches the bottom. Reminds me of a man in Tillamook that has been dead many years now, but he was a, an alcoholic. He went in one of his drunken moments, he fell on, on a newspaper at home, and he, it just happened to have an ad for AA under his eye, his widow's foregore death that she didn't plant it there, and I believe her. Um, I mean, she's still alive, but he died. And uh, so anyway, he, he got his act together and ended up sponsoring 200, 200 different people. And I, when I buried him, there were at least four or 500 out there I don't know how many he had sponsored. I wasn't allowed to mention anything to do with AA or alcoholism, lest I give, it, give some people away. But I knew it. I could tell some had been there. You know, some people had the, had the look, and others didn't. And I thought, he, at the bottom of his, at the very bottom of his life, boy, did he make a change, and boy, did he, boy, did he pull a lot of people with him on the way out. Man, that was, talk about a conversion story. I, I, I could go on and on about him and some of the other things that were quite miraculous about him. But uh, it would that we should all be so fruitful in our lives as to have affected that many people. But he'd walk the talk, you know, been there, done that, and boy, you with the voice of experience. So here comes his son. He, he, <laughs> it's not exactly a pure motive. He doesn't, he never says he loves his father. He never says he really wants to go home. He just thinks, hmm, I, you know, this isn't working out too good. Maybe I'll go home and get myself hired out with my, with my, with my father's things, and he rehearses this this line of his, which is very beautiful. Father, I've sinned against you, God and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. This is what I shall say to him, it says, as if he rehearsed it. And you can see him going over in his mind what he's going to say, and will, what will his father say? Will he accept him? His father seems to be a bit of a hard nose in the sense that the older son never even got a never got so much as a kid goat when he had a party so the father was a little bit tight with his money apparently or maybe he didn't show his affection as outwardly as perhaps the the others would have liked um there's there's a, there's there are things behind the scenes and god himself doesn't appear to love us at times so there there again you see this connection in our lives he loves us infinitely but he doesn't always show it the way we would as human beings would like like to like him to show it to us so anyway this son comes back with very mixed motives he doesn't seem i wouldn't call it a perfect act of contrition by any means but it's good enough for this father now the father watched him go and let him go but he's been watching at the window periodically you you see him peeking out he kind of figured the son would be back but he doesn't force him he doesn't send agents to go get him maybe he heard how bad things were going but he waits for the son to, in his own human dignity, that son has to decide for himself, it's time to come home. It's the same with us. God will do everything for us. The minute we start to turn around, he'll start sending his angels and emissaries and, and life circumstances to begin to lead us back. But that first turning is always our will. God is involved in that too, but it still has to be finally your decision, my decision. That's the dignity that he gives us as human beings. For some people, that final turning away from him uh, is not something we want to go there, but we have, the, we have the ability to do that. And so 
But while we live, we always have, no matter how late of the day it is, God, he'll always take us back, even when our motives are not pure. People go to confession, and sometimes a perfect act of contrition is, I'll never do it again, and most of us know that we go in, and you know, part of us is still somewhat attached to the thing we're confessing, and God knows this. He knows you're liable to fall again. He forgives us utterly. He wishes us to be working on it, of course, and uh, sometimes we do make that perfect act of contrition. So he, here comes the young, younger son, and he's got his thing all rehearsed, but the father doesn't wait to hear that. Maybe, I'm sure he said it later, but in the story, he doesn't get a chance to say it. He gets the ring on his finger, the sign that he's back in the family, that's the signet ring, and, uh, and gets the robes of, of a member of the family, not a, not a slave, not a, not a worker. He gets a seat at the table with to eat the food with the, with the family. He gets a job back in the, in a, a dignified job as a member of the family, and he gets a big celebration, and uh, we'll find out later what he doesn't get. But the older son is coming in, and he's, he's not a very likable person at all. You know, you know, he comes in, and he, does he love his father? Do you think that older guy loves his father? Did he, does he, sir, is he, is he there out of love? Do you think so? I think there's a part of it. Um, when I'm there for you, I love you. But he sure doesn't feel, act like it at this moment. He says, for 30, for how long? Well, for years, I have served you, and I never, you didn't even give me a goat. And, and here your, here's your brother. Notice he doesn't say, I mean, your son, he doesn't say my brother. He says, your son. See, he's disowned his brother, and he's not taking it back. Your son. Loose women. Well, there's no mention of loose women. He's, he's implying. He's, he's in, intuiting something. Maybe he knows something. He's, he's going to bring up the guy's sins. He throws this guy's sins in his father's face. That, that's a wonderful thing to do, you know. That's called slander, calumny, and detraction, by the way. So he, the, the, the son is committing a sin just by saying those things. And, he, you know, the father might as well say to him, so what exactly were you <laughs> hanging around for? It doesn't, you know... And he would say that to us, too. So you're jealous because uh, I'm generous, you know? Why are you serving me? We're all, anybody who repents, and us priests, one of the best things about being a priest is bringing somebody back into God's good graces or into the church on their deathbed. And I've had a number of times that's happened. And there's just, you just can't, that's the most wonderful thing. And God takes that person and puts that signet ring, which symbolizes eternal life, and gives it to them free of charge. We can't earn it. You could serve God from the day you're born and you don't deserve it any more than the younger son does. That's a gift from the Father. We, of our nature, we are not eternal. Do I have to explain that on 9-11 to anybody here? That if you didn't get the message then, we never will. And we all have our 9-11s. Uh, I don't want to preach on that today. It's just too depressing. But, but, um, but what, do, what, did the younger, what did the older son receive? What does the father say to him? My son, you were with me always. Everything I have is yours. What does the younger son no longer have? He's lost his inheritance. He's not getting it back. What is that inheritance? Time. He lost all that time with his father. The older son may have been surly and may have had mixed motives. He too needed repentance. He had to stop and think, why am I with my dad? I misjudged my dad. He was waiting to give me all these things. It's not my time yet. 
He loves us. He loved them both. Both sons had issues, see, of love. They both needed repentance. I have to finish with a story. Um, after you all know, I took care of my mother for quite a while when she had cancer, and um, it was a long journey, but so much of my priesthood came out of that experience, really. But I became a hospice cha volunteer for chaplain, volunteer for quite a few years I, until I had to stop for a while. It got to be too much. But it fit well with an airline job where I had weird hours, so I was able to help families out also at strange hours. And there was this one family where the, mo the, the mother was dying, and uh, the, the daughter, dutiful daughter, was always there and got to know her pretty well, and I'd give her a break, and she'd leave. And there was a son, you know, and he never came around. And I said, well, we're, he lived nearby. He was in Los Angeles. He lived about an hour and a half away. And I said, why doesn't he ever show up here? And she said, well, I'll tell you, it's not a very pretty story, but he said that he preferred to see our mother as a healthy woman. And if he didn't have to look at her, he could imagine her as being healthy. And he said, and that's better for me. And I said, that's the most selfish thing I ever heard in my life. What, what, a, what an awful thing. I said, what does your mother think about it? He says, she still loves him. She wasn't too happy about it. <laughs> I think she wanted her, his, her mother to throw the book at him. Well, she wouldn't do that. I'm not a parent, but I, it's, I, I suppose parents tend to love their kids equally, even if they're one just snook like that. But anyway, the, 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 the end of the story was is that he finally did come around, and after that, he was there all the time because he, he fed her, and whatever it was he did, he, he discovered what he had missed and that it was okay to have your illusion busted, you know, that she was unhealthy, but, but he actually received more than he, was, than he was giving, which is obvious to anybody that's ever done this. And, but the thing, of course, he missed was time. He missed, I guess, about a year uh, of, I don't know how long this was, it's went on longer than it should have uh, with hospice, but it wasn't a year, but it was, he missed a lot of time with his mother. And the other, the other one had more time and they shared more, and they will share more for all eternity. And that's the thing you can't take away. However, just because we came in late in the day doesn't mean that we aren't blessed because God is glorified the most by those who had the most to, um, the, the, the most issues, the most to give God, the most opportunities for him to show mercy to us. So we all have a role to play in the world to come. Some are faithful from the beginning, and some come in at the very end, and some come at the, in the most dire of needs with the least pure motives, but they begin that journey home. You know, God will take any motive we have, but he wishes to purify those motives like the older son's motives had to be purified as to why he stuck around. So the younger one needed a reason to come home and then to find out that his father really did love him. He didn't know his father or he would never have left in the first place. So in both cases, we may find ourselves in all three of these people in this story, but the real star of the story, of course, is the father that is always at the window looking at us living our lives in freedom. We all have the choice to either stick around, leave, repent, or wallow with the pigs if we want to. You know, uh, it's, a, it's a free world as long as we live. We're not going to be happy that way. Sin leaves us empty and bankrupt in the end, just like, that, just like that younger son. Some people never figure that out until the end, unfortunately. Uh, nothing in this world is satisfying without God, without the love of God. Without that, life has no meaning whatsoever. Uh, you can accumulate all you want. It doesn't matter. Life has no meaning 
without God and without someone to love, something to sacrifice your life for, someone to, who loved us first, somebody who really loves us. And that's God. It doesn't look like it. You know, this, this father apparently didn't show his love that much in some ways, but it was there. And so we have to look for that. We thank God uh, that he says to us, we rejoice because uh, either everything I have is yours or you were lost, you were found, and we rejoice forever in both because we are both of those sons and daughters.